ready for tomorrow's news today. You're listening to Speak Life with Marty Lee. Welcome, everyone, to Speak Life. I'm so glad you're here with us today, and uh, it is a great day in the kingdom of God. And I just want to declare to you, nothing is impossible, and the impossible is nothing for our God. Amen. There's no one like our God, and nothing compares to Him. Amen. Scripture says, let God arise, and let His enemies be scattered. Today is a historical day. After 50 years of dealing with a curse, our prayers were answered. And let me just say it again, there's no one like our God. I believe this is a significant point of reference that we will recognize as the turning point. Amen. As you know, as many of you know, Roe versus Wade was overturned by the Supreme Court today. Now, that doesn't mean that abortion is illegal all over the place. No, that's not at all what that means. It just means that now the federal government is not dictating these things and that it goes back to the states. And so the states will determine. And that's the original intent. Amen. Uh, the original uh, uh, Bill of Rights, the original Constitution has nothing uh, in it that says uh, a, a woman has a right to an abortion. Uh, but we do have a constitutional republic where we elect officials to represent our point of view and our point of view in the church and in the kingdom of God is life. And uh, we believe that every life is valuable. We believe that life begins at conception and, uh, and that this is a life and that, uh, you know, the, the choice is ultimately yours. I mean, God did put uh, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil right in the center of the garden, right next to the tree of life. And so the choice is always ours and our free will is given to us by God. And so we stand on the side of life uh, because we are believers, but God still gives everyone the choice. And so, again, I believe that this is a very significant day in the kingdom of God. I believe it is a significant point of reference that we will look back to and recognize as the turning point in this war uh, of good and evil in our, in our generation, in our time. I think we'll look back and say everything began turning around rapidly at that point. I believe that now we're going to see believers all over the world, and especially in America the Beautiful, uh, begin to experience suddenlies. Suddenly things change, just as we've been prophesying. Just as the Lord prophesied, this is a time of sudden restoration and sudden recovery. We are suddenly taking possession of our territories, suddenly taking possession of our promises, our promised land, just like you know, when, God, when the Lord told Joshua, every place you put your feet, I've given that to you. Something changed uh, from the wilderness uh, to crossing the Jordan and uh, walking into the promised land. He said, every place that you put your feet, I've given that to you. I'm going to give you victory everywhere you go. And you know, there are promises that God has made to you that are about to be possessed. You're going to begin to see them happen suddenly. Let me remind you, the Bible says the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof and the world and everyone and everything in it. 
The enemy doesn't own anything. He has no right to anything. It all belongs to God, and we belong to God. And as his sons and daughters, it all belongs to us through Christ. Amen. I believe today is a sign of prayers that have been stood upon and believed for for 50 years, a long time, finally breaking through. It's a sign that there are things that you've been standing for for a long time that are finally going to begin to break through. And like we've been prophesying, this is a sign of the surge of restoration that God's been speaking about. This is the igniting of a new fire in the hearts of God's people. Uh, This will activate new fire and a new boldness that says, I can, through my God, I can run through a troop, and through my God, I can leap over a wall. Nothing is impossible, and the impossible is nothing. I believe it'll, it'll represent a surge of praise, praise. You know, the Bible says praise unlocks the very gates of heaven. Enter his gates uh, with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Praise that unlocks uh, uh, things that are blocking you. Amen. Praise that opens everything up. Shouts of praise that will cause walls uh, uh, of division and separation from you and your promise to fall down flat like they did at Jericho. Let, re- let me remind you that God's been saying that the hearts of the giants are melting in fear right now at the unbridled power of God that's being released through the prayers of faith from God's people. Amen. The, the devil is, is in fear, and uh, you know, there probably will be backlash. There probably will be some level of, of unrest in, in our nation. Uh, but you know, every occurrence where a, uh, in the Bible where a devil was cast out, uh, they went through this convulsion, this loud growling, uh, this tumultuous moment, and then the devil was cast out. And I believe we're, that's exactly what we're seeing happening in America the Beautiful. God really is breaking through for his people right now, answering those powerful prayers uh, that God has heard every one of them. Amen. Uh, We are awake. We are not woke, but we are awake, and we are coming to possess our promised land of inheritance. Our prophetic promises belong to us, and as the army of the Lord, we are on a forceful advance, possessing what God has promised is ours. And just like in Joshua's day, God is fighting for us. Amen. And the armies of heaven are fighting for us. And those that are for us are far greater than those who are against us. Amen. Yes, this is an eye-opening time in the kingdom of God. Let's pray before we do anything else today. Father, I pray today for the people of God. I speak strength to them now. I pray that you would empower them by your Holy Spirit. We look to you and we praise you, Father. And we sense peace, a prevailing peace, a peace from your presence, Lord. Pour out your Holy Spirit in this hour. Change the course of history by your sovereign hand. Do it again and again and again. And we know that everything in heaven and earth must submit to you, Father God. So we thank you for this. We thank you for this day of divine reversals. Thank you for your blessing 
and your blessing on this nation, America the beautiful, and your blessing upon the nations of the earth that call out to you. Pour out your grace and mercy that causes a triumph uh, uh, of mercy over judgment every time. Pour out that grace and that mercy upon your people. And as we, as we bless you, blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. Father, we receive your blessing even as we bless you. You said in your word, if my people who are called by my name would turn from their wicked ways, humble themselves and pray, you would hear from heaven and you would heal our land. Father, that is exactly what we are beginning to see. This is the day that the Lord has made and we'll rejoice and we'll be glad in it. And this is that day, Lord. This is just the beginning of seeing your sovereign and divine intervention. Thank you, Lord of glory. We pray in Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. Amen. Thank you again for tuning into this broadcast today. This is a momentous day in the kingdom of God. As I said prophetically over the last year, we will see a summer of fulfillment, powerful moments of fulfillment. Uh, The charge in God's word is to draw near to God and he will draw near to us. And when the initiation of this type of prayer and relationship comes from us, it is so special and so vital to God. He said, if you'll draw near to me, I'll draw near to you. We initiate that prayer. We initiate the relationship. And so when we choose to draw near to him first, he loves to be invited. He loves to act on our invitation. And you can see this throughout the Bible. Call upon the name of the Lord and you shall be saved. Ask and it will be given to you. Knock and the door will open for you. Seek and you shall find. God loves it when you initiate things first. Draw near to me and I'll draw near to you. See, these are very important principles and spiritual laws that we embrace and that we hold steadfastly to. You know, as I was praying and seeking the Lord this week, the Lord spoke to me several things, and he reminded me that I had a a similar dream two different times this week. Have you ever dreamt something, and it was so vivid that you weren't sure if it was real or not? And then what is one of the things that we do? We dismiss it, and we just go back to sleep. Uh, But the Lord reminded me that I had two very similar dreams this week, and they were both about a giant bear. maybe 10, 12 feet tall. Maybe they're all 10, 12 feet tall. I don't know bears. Uh, But in one dream, it was a polar bear, a white, huge polar bear. And in the other dream, it was a grizzly bear. But in both dreams, uh, the bear was coming at me, and it was coming with an intent to destroy. Uh, And it was intending to destroy me and my family. And we were very vulnerable feeling in these dreams. Uh, both dreams. Uh, But in both dreams, I was able to grab a gun and shoot the bear that was coming at us uh, before it could touch me or my family. Also in both dreams, I let out a deep and a loud roar, and it actually sounded like a lion roaring uh, as I yelled uh, and and roared at this thing. And I shot it, and I defended my family. And both Both times I woke up praying. 
And I felt the Lord speaking several things to me in these dreams, and mainly that this would be a time of taking out the giant enemies uh, that look like they could uh, destroy us. But we were taking them out before they could overpower us. In this, in these dreams, I represented the church, and the giant bears represented giant enemies. And so as they were charging the church, we were able to use the weapons of our warfare with a shout of praise, with the roar of the lion of the tribe of Judah, uh, and, and destroy the enemy. I was able to kill both bears uh, before uh, it could bring harm to myself or to my family, which represents the church. And uh, uh, the roar of the Lion of Judah, I believe, is being activated again within the church. This is the sound of praise that brings deliverance. Psalm chapter 8 and verse 2, it says, Out of the mouths of babes and sucklings you have ordained praise because of your enemies uh, to silence the foe and to still the avenger. It's the same verse that Jesus quoted when he was driving the religious money makers out of the temple. He was cleaning his temple, and he said, My house shall be a house of prayer and praise for all nations. And, and the Pharisees and, and the Sadducees uh, said, uh, uh, Have you... Uh, why are, don't you hear that these kids are praising you? And he said, out of the mouth of babes and sucklings, God has ordained praise. And so you combine those two things in Psalm 8 and verse 2. It says, out of the mouth of babes and sucklings, you've ordained praise because of your enemies to silence the foe and still the avenger. Listen, the weapon of praise is so much more powerful uh, than we may understand. And it is the roar of the lion of the tribe of Judah that silences the foe and stills the avenger. So I want to encourage you that we have entered into a season of greater blessing, but also of greater warfare. And so we must learn to use the key of David our praise to stop the works of the devil, to stop the progression of the devil. And let the high praises of God be in our mouths and a two-edged sword in our hands to execute vengeance, the vengeance of our God upon our enemies. That's Psalm 149. Amen. Uh, so my family and my team, I want you to know we are praying for our nation. We're praying for you. We are. Uh, but I must tell you, things are already happening. There are breakthroughs that are taking place all the time, greater manifestations of fulfillment of these prayers are happening. Uh, the prayer that we're praying is this big, and it's being uh, answered in a huge way. And so uh, th these breakthroughs are taking place all the time. So I want to encourage you to go to our website at lifepointchurch.cc, lifepointchurch.cc, and send in your prayer requests. I get every one of them, and we pray over every one of them. I spend three three separate times every day in prayer, <clears throat> committed to praying for you, praying for our nation, praying for our family, praying for our ministry, and and you know also share with us what you sense the Lord is sharing with you, and we will lift it all up before the Lord in prayer. Amen. You know we've received so many testimonies of supernatural breakthroughs and healings, uh, answers to prayers. 
So I want to encourage you, keep them coming in. It's so powerful when we come into agreement. Uh, Jesus said in uh, Matthew 18, 19, if any of you agree as touching anything, uh, come together and agree as touching anything, whatsoever they ask in in my name, that's what my Father will do for them. And so it's powerful when we take our your prayer request and we come together in agreement and we touch those prayer requests and and I bring them before God and you know I believe in the anointing I believe that the anointing uh destroys the yoke it doesn't just break something uh but it destroys the yoke of the enemy and so when we pray we pray anointed prayers that destroys the powers of darkness and releases fulfillment and that agreement that we come into uh, releases the answer of God on your behalf. Amen. And we watch as God intervenes miraculously and turns it all around. I usually uh, save this part towards the end of the broadcast, but let me just say to our partners that we cherish you. And those of you who are watching, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for standing in prayer for this ministry. Thank you for sowing your financial gifts into this house. Thank you very much. Thank you for standing. Thank you for praying. Thank you for holding us up. Thank you for supporting the work of the Lord here. Uh, you know, the Bible says when you receive a prophet in the name of a prophet, you receive the prophet's reward. Amen. Second Chronicles twenty twenty says, Believe God and be established. Believe his prophets, and so shall you prosper. And so I just speak that prophet's reward back onto your life, your family, your household, your ministry, all that you touch. Let the reward of the Lord begin to overwhelm you. Father, I just thank you for the blessing of God. Arise, O God, and let your enemies be scattered. Let your miracles come forth for your people now. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Amen. I also want to remind you of an upcoming business conference that we are a part of. It is the Christian International Culture Influencers Conference, and it's coming up next month, July 21 through 23, 2022. And it's an online conference, uh, but you got to register for the conference. And we have a clip that we want to play for you right now. And so watch this as... And then I'll come back and we're going to talk a little bit about about this. going to be awesome. Awesome. There's amazing speakers, as you saw, including Bishop Hammond, uh, Congressman or or Senator Tim Scott, uh, Dr. Chuck Pierce, always has a powerful word, Dr. Lance Wallnow. Many in this audience know uh, our friend Lance and and, a powerful word always in his mouth. Uh, Apostles Tom and Jane Hammond, uh, are going to bring the word of the Lord uh, for business. Uh, S- Steve Schultz from the Elijah List. We are great friends, and we bless the Elijah List. And and um, 
I'm just grateful that he's uh, going to have a voice into that. It's going to be a powerful uh, representation, even from a prophetic business standpoint with uh, Steve Schultz. And then Ed Silvoso always brings transformation, always a word of transformation, how to transform. And, and then Melody Hilton, uh, you know, we love Steve and Melody Hilton. They're incredible uh, warriors for God. Uh, of course, this will be hosted by Apostle Gail Sheehan and Chantel, Chantel Cooley. And so we encourage you, if you believe God has called you to be a minister in the marketplace, uh, register today at christianinternational.com. We've got a graphic. We want to put that up uh, just for a minute here so you can get the uh, registration information. It's called Empowering Prophetic Marketplace Im- Influencers. And again, it's July 21 through 23. It's an online event, and the registration is just $199, and so it's going to be a powerful time. Amen? Amen. Amen. Like I said, I've had a little bit of a restless week. Uh, I've been up praying most of the nights this week, and, you know, God is speaking to this nation and the nations of the earth, and God is speaking to His church about the transition that is unfolding and you can see the evidence of these things uh, in the news now. And uh, we talk about, uh, in this show, we, we, one of the taglines for this show, Speak Life, is tomorrow's news today. And so these are things that God has been talking about. And uh, God wakes me up and he shares with me uh, secrets. You know, the Bible says God does nothing except he re- reveals his secrets to his servants, the prophets. He does nothing without telling his prophets first. And so uh, I share not everything that God shows me, but what God allows me to share. I share that with the audience here so that you can understand what God is doing in the earth when it begins to happen. And we talk about the prophetic uh, being a um, not just a a forth telling, but a foretelling, and not just a foretelling, but a forth telling. And so God uh, gives us a clue as to what he's about to do. Now, no man is infallible. No man gets it perfect every time. No man, we all make mistakes. We can all miss it. And uh, when you don't think you can make a mistake, that's when you're bound to make a mistake uh, and miss it because. Uh, you know, we're all flesh and blood, and no one is absolutely flawless or uh, infallible. The only thing that is infallible is the Bible. And so every prophetic word must line up with the standard of truth that is in the Bible. Uh, but the Bible makes very clear uh, that the word of the Lord uh, is flexible. Uh, God does bring his words to, to come to pass, uh, but sometimes he changes things here and there. And you can find that uh, in the story of Jonah. Uh, Jonah was told to go to Nineveh. Of course, you know, he disobeyed God, went the exact opposite direction of Nineveh. And, uh, and God had him thrown overboard, swallowed by a giant fish, and then spit up on the shore of Nineveh once he repented and said, okay, God, if you'll spare my life, I'll do it. And so he brings him to Nineveh. He releases the word of the Lord. And what was that word? That word was in 40 days. Uh, God is raining down hailstone uh, and fire uh, upon this nation, and it will be wiped out in 40 days. Now, did God do that? No. God changed his mind. 
because they repented. That prophecy actually came to pass 400 years later, but it didn't happen in Jonah's day. And so no man is going to be infallible. The word of the Lord is conditional, whether conditions are placed upon it or not. Uh, They're partial. Uh, The Bible says we know in part and we prophesy in part. Uh, And so no man is infallible that they get the whole picture and say this is exactly this or this is exactly that. It doesn't matter who it is prophesying. Uh, It's partial. God always brings it to pass bigger and better than what he has uh, given us a clue or a, a glimpse of what is about to happen. And then it's progressive. Progressive means uh, there are other things that are going to line up, uh, and sometimes the time frames will shift and change. And so that that is exactly what we're seeing happening right now. Uh, many people are are anti-prophetic because of some of the things that people have prophesied uh, that have not come to pass, uh, but. Uh, maybe they will come to pass, maybe just a little bit differently. There's conditions. Uh, there, it, it can be progressive, like a building and progression uh, for those things to come to pass. God works with the hearts and, and, and the, the will of people uh, and, and the free will of people, I should say. And so progressive and uh, partial and conditional. And so, uh, you know, these things are going to continue because that's what the Word of God says. And heaven and earth will pass away, but His Word will never pass away. It'll always be the standard of truth. And so God is speaking about transition that is unfolding right now. And God has been downloading some new plans for our School of the Prophets. I believe we're going to have a great School of the Prophets, both in person and online. And also, we've got some upcoming conferences that God's been speaking to me about here in Nashville, Tennessee, in this area where we live. And there's so much to say about what is happening in the Spirit right now, especially in this nation. And God's just being very vocal in this moment, speaking a lot to me about some of the things that are coming And so uh, we want to stay connected even more throughout the week. So uh, there are a few things happening to accommodate all of this as our ministry is expanding. So uh, please continue to stand with us in prayer uh, as God is thrusting us into this new season of ministry. And there are bigger things that are coming. So pray with us and uh, listen, make comments. Uh, We want to hear your input uh, send us an email. Make comments online. We want to hear what you have to say. Do you want to be a part of a school of prophets? Do you want to come to Nashville for prophetic conferences? Uh, we've got some great things that God's been speaking to me about, and uh, I just I want to hear your feedback as well. Amen. All right. Amen. I have a great uh, message for you today from the Lord. I feel like God is calling us to a time of intensified prayer as the body of Christ. Now, some of you may include a level of fasting uh, with that, but I'm, I'm, I'm telling you the word of the Lord I sense right now is God is calling us to not just our, our average prayer life, but add time, uh, additional prayer to your prayer time. God is calling us to a place of prayer, a place of prayer for our nation, a place, a place of making declarations and decrees 
standing in our authority. There's a fresh confidence, uh, and I want, I'll talk about that maybe on Sunday at our service on Sunday about confidence, casting not away your confidence. It has great recompense of reward, and that's what we're seeing right now is uh prayer warriors who have been praying, intercessors who have been praying and believe in God, who have been unshakable uh, uh, on the abortion issue. And we're seeing the result of that and the fruit of that right now uh, as things are turning around. And it really is the breaking of a curse off of our nation. Uh, I was uh, in tears this morning when I heard uh, the that that information come out, that decree that it had been overturned. I was in tears because all I could think about was the the children who were being saved now. They were going to be able to live. A whole generation or generations have been denied life. And uh, so I believe this is a, a release of God's momentum to the church uh, to pray and to decree and begin to see things change, a fresh confidence. Cast not away your confidence. It has great recompense of reward. And I'm not saying this as a reaction to what is happening right now, uh, but I'm telling you that God has been speaking tomorrow's news today. And, uh, and I remember on September 8th of 2020, uh, earlier that in that day, probably 9 or 10 a.m., I was on the phone speaking with Apostle Leon Walters, uh, one of my spiritual fathers, and I uh, was sharing with him what I had heard the Lord say, and uh, that there, that God was releasing a fix, uh, and it, it was a fix to fix what the enemy thought he had fixed, and, and that he was calling Justice Ruth Ginsburg home. Uh, and you can argue that any other way you want to argue that, but uh, God was uh, telling me that her life was ending and that uh, that this was going to be part of his plan of the turning of our nation. Uh, and it was that evening, uh, right at 7 o'clock, as we began to uh, start our service, that she passed away, I believe it was around 6 p.m. the news came out, and then I was getting, and I had shared this uh, with others as well that day, and several were texting and calling uh, about this word coming to pass so quickly. And it is exactly what God had said. And, uh, and so, and, and we're not rejoicing at the passing of someone, and I made that clear that night as well, uh, but that God uh, was just uh, announcing that this change was coming now. And so, at the same time, God spoke to me about volcanic eruptions uh, being a sign of things happening in the earth and in the spirit, and that these tumultuous things would be happening in the natural and in the spirit, and that uh, this was the beginning of those uh, volcanic eruptions, both in the natural and in the spirit, and that there would be a, an overwhelming number of uh, earthquakes and volcanic eruptions, a shaking and a quaking. And uh, these things did occur, uh, and today was another spiritual eruption, the overturning of Roe versus Wade, the overturning. It is a spiritual eruption. It is a spiritual earthquake. 
And in Deuteronomy 29.29, it says this, The secret things belong to the Lord our God, but those things which are revealed belong to us and to our children forever, that we may do all the words of this law or all the words of God's promise. So I believe God has been revealing things so that we can begin to pray and we can begin to uh, take what he has given to us, the secret things that he reveals, so that we can pray and we can see a change for our generation and for our children forever, that we may obey God and his word, that we may do all the words of his law. Uh, I believe this has been... Uh, God has been planning this time of shifting and changing. I believe it is a time of divine reversal, a time of divine reversal. This is what God has had me prophesy for the last two, two and a half years uh, since 2020, uh, since early 2020, before the pandemic. And as a part of this happening in the spirit, things in the natural would be changing And you say, why would they be changing? Because we are the occupying force of the Lord. We are the occupying force of the Lord. What does that mean? Jesus said in Luke 10, 13, occupy until I come. Occupy until I come. That is a military occupation. Uh, When we went into... uh, 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 into into uh, take out Saddam Hussein. Uh, it was a military occupation. In other words, we went in and overthrew a an evil regime, and we replaced it uh, with a not evil regime. And so that's what Jesus was talking about: occupy until I come. A military occupation, driving out the enemy, and overtaking and taking control and taking dominion authority uh, in the spirit. And so the army of the Lord right now, I believe, is on a forceful advance. And this is a, a, a momentous time, but it is a time of releasing momentum to the church, uh, a, a spiritual momentum, a force, uh, a forceful advance of the things of God, not fighting in the natural, uh, and I make that perfectly clear, but using the power of prayer, listen, together, together. It, it is a time for the church to come, come back together. I believe all that has been happening is waking up the church. It's part of the awakening, but waking up to the, the church to the authority and the power that we have been given in Christ. We are awake and we are standing wearing the armor of light, standing as an occupying force against the powers of darkness, standing against terrorist spirits, standing against murder spirits, standing against every demonic spirit, standing for righteousness, uh, standing on the word of truth, casting out the devil. Amen. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, the strongholds of the enemy. This is something the enemy has had a stronghold on for 50 years, and we are taking back all that the devil has stolen. And this is what it looks like when we see the hand of the Lord moving and winning battles by divine 
intervention. Amen. God answers prayer. He answers prayer. Many people don't have much confidence in prayer uh, because they don't. They haven't seen the result of prayer that they've uh, 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 that they've been asking for. And the Bible actually says many prayers are not answered because you're asking amiss. You're asking for your own desire instead of God's desire, and so that prayer will not come to pass. Uh, but when you begin to pray in a concert of prayer, and you be- have an orchestra of prayer. Uh, that is according to God's will, you'll begin to see the hand of God move and win battles by his supernatural divine intervention. God answers prayer. And when we decree a thing according to Job twenty two twenty eight, it is established unto us and his light, his glory will be unleashed to shine and drive out the darkness and the light of God will shine upon our ways. Amen. This is a very powerful moment in the church. We are receiving a fresh uh, uh, anointing, a fresh momentum, a fresh dominion, authority, release of power to the church of Jesus Christ today. The last few months, I've been declaring by the word of the Lord, there's victory in the air, there's victory in the air, there's victory in the air. Probably for a year, I've been declaring that. Listen, prayer power releases victory. There is victory because prayer changes things. You know who said that? It's not in the Bible, by the way. Benjamin Franklin said that. Prayer changes things. He also said God rules in the affairs of men. And so as the founding fathers knew that this nation would only be successful as we lean upon Almighty God and the power of prayer, prayer power. Nothing in the kingdom of God is, a, is accomplished without preceding, it being preceded by prayer. And by the way, prayer is not a monologue. It is a dialogue between a father and, a chi- and his child. We don't need more organized religion. We need relationship with our heavenly father. The Bible says there'll be those that have a form of godliness but deny the power thereof. It, some people can look good. They, they have all the right form. They have all the right words. Jesus had scribes and Pharisees that knew the Bible, had, had memorized uh, the first five books of the Bible, knew it, uh, had committed it to memory. They had a form of godliness. You know, there's that word form is actually the word formula. It's short for formula, form. And so they, there's a lot of uh, churches that have a great formula going on. Uh, you know, three fast songs, a medium song, two slow songs, altar call, uh, a short, brief message, Disneyland for the kids, uh, receive tithes and offerings, and dismiss. And that is a great formula. Uh, but God wants more than an organized clubhouse. He wants more than just, uh, you can have that in, in the Moose Lodge or the Elks Lodge or, or any other lodge. Uh, you can have a, a clubhouse. Uh, but God doesn't want organized religion. He wants relationship. He wants prayer. He wants uh, 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 the connection between a father and son. And you can have good services or you can have God's services. And let me tell you, there is a difference. And we need to press in. Uh, more than ever before with prayer power. 
prayer power. Prayer really does move mountains. Prayer really does cause crooked paths to be straight. Prayer really does cause rough paths to be made smooth. Prayer really does cause mountains to be made low and valleys to be lifted up. Prayer really does part waters uh, just like it did for Moses and for Joshua and for Elijah and for Elisha. And I believe we will continue to have uh, good God services as long as we continue to have a precursor of prayer. And according to Micah chapter 3, the breaker, God the breaker it has gone before us and he's upon us and, and he's breaking open a way before us. And even more is going to shift now as the church is waking up to the power of prayer and decrees and proclamations and declarations. Our decree will change everything. God is calling the church to be the occupying force of Jesus Christ. Attack things in prayer. Begin to call those things which be not as though they already are. Begin to stand in faith. when you, Whatsoever things you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive and you shall have it. Those are the five points. Uh, you've got to uh, have confidence and, and faith that when you pray, God is releasing an answer to you, and you might have to stand, but don't be weary in well-doing, for in due season you shall reap if you faint not. Listen, God has positioned us for possession. He's positioned us to possess everything he's promised, and he is finishing the shift in this season shifting things out of the old and into the new. He's shifting everything into new. Part of the shifting is leaving behind old religious concepts. Uh, Part of the shifting is leaving old religious ideas behind that God only answers some prayer. No, God answers all prayer. It says in Matthew that Jesus could do no mighty works in his hometown because of their unbelief and their traditions. They had mindsets. They had concepts that limited them and limited God. And God is breaking the limitation and releasing, uh, unleashing authority and prayer power. God answers prayer. You should tell yourself that every day. God answers prayer. He hears my prayers, and he answers my prayers. See, that's a new mindset for the new wineskin church to embrace. What I see God is developing is a new wineskin church, a new wineskin church. You know, there's some people, Jesus used that as an analogy. An old wineskin was dry, uh, not flexible. If you put new wine in the old wineskin, Jesus said the, the, the fermentation process would cause an expansion, and that old wineskin would break, would crack and break, and all the new wine would leak out and be wasted. And so God works on our wineskin so that we can become flexible, so that we can become durable, so that we don't get weary in well-doing. We continue to stay flexible in our faith, in our understanding. We're not know-it-alls. We don't have everything mastered, uh, uh, but we do have an understanding of our of the faithfulness and the sovereignty of our Father. His mercy endures forever. His grace is sufficient for us. And so we must become more flexible and willing to shift out of the old ways of thinking and into the new. You're an occupational force of God in the earth. 
Amen. And remember, if you don't pray amiss by praying according to your own lust and your own understanding or your own desires, you'll pray and hit the target every time and God will answer every one of those prayers. Amen. I believe God is enlarging vision right now. He's causing the new wineskin to be able to expand, enlarge your vision. God wants to do more with you than you even give yourself credit for. We will dispossess the enemies of God, and we will take new territory now. Just as God did with Joshua and the generation of warriors that were under his command. I believe just as God prophesied from Passover to Pentecost, there was 50 days of intense prayer, but they were 50 days to change the world. 50 days. From that 50th day forward, the world would change. And now we are seeing the world changing. If you'll remember, Joshua had a new breed of God's warriors when they crossed the Jordan. The Bible says that they kept the Passover. They kept the Passover. So it's in scripture. Listen to this. They went through a time of circumcision and a time of rest. Uh, and, and the New Testament speaks that uh, of the circumcision in the New Testament is not of the flesh, but of the heart. And so the ways of the flesh, God's been cutting away in our hearts so that we don't have the old mindsets anymore. The old, the things that we used to get away with, you're not going to get away with anymore. God's calling you to a higher level of holiness. And so they went through that time and then everything began to change for them. Uh, they crossed the Jordan. They went through that uh, uh, time of the circumcision and everything changed. The manna ceased. God stopped dropping food upon them every day for six days and double on the sixth day. That's what they got accustomed to in the wilderness. Uh, the cloud of covering by day was gone. The pillar of fire by night left them. And so now they had to worry about covering. Come on. They had to worry about covering. The cloud was gone. Now there had to be uh, an organizing of the people of God uh, so that they could have covering. Uh, and the pillar of fire that protected them from the beasts of the field at night, uh, the pillar of fire left them. And so now they had to become warriors. They had to learn to use the sword. They had to learn to defend themselves against surprise attacks of predators. Come on. The manna ceased. They had to eat the parched corn of the new land uh, now. They had to learn to go out and pick the corn and, and shuck the corn and, and parch the corn over, over fire. They had to milk the cow. They had to rob the beehive uh, uh, from the land that was flowing with milk and honey. It was flowing, but they had more responsibility upon them. See, this is what I'm talking about, a church that's arising, a church that understands the, that they have to pray some things through. They have to stand in faith and believe some things. So what did they do? What did Joshua and the children of Israel do? They regrouped. They realigned for their new season, and they submitted to their leadership. Leadership. They submitted to Joshua, uh, the the uh, fresh prophet general that God had given to them. And yes, he's a prophet. The Bible calls him a prophet. He prophesied all of this would happen, and it did happen. And so Jesus comes to Joshua in a theophany, and I talked about that uh, a couple weeks ago. A theophany is a pre-incarnation uh, Christ, a pre-incarnation of Christ Jesus. He appeared to 
to Joshua. We know it was Jesus because Joshua bowed down and worshiped him, and Jesus received his worship. And then he said, I am the Lord of hosts. I am the captain of the hosts of the armies of heaven. And so that theophany gave Joshua confidence because he knew now the Lord of hosts was fighting for him for, and for all of the, the children of Israel. And the angel armies were now fighting for them. And so another level of intensity uh, occurred in the spirit. When they entered the promised land, it was a time of war. They realize we really are in a war now for our promise inheritance. And so you really are in a war right now for your inherit inheritance. They had 50, day 50 days from Passover to Pentecost, and then they were released to take the land city by city. Everything shifted from being on hold and in delay in the wilderness. I'm, I know I'm preaching to some of you now. You've been on hold on your vision, on your dream, on, on the promises of God coming to pass uh, and, and the delay that you experienced on the other side of the Jordan. Now we've crossed over. We are in a time of war. We are in a time of battling the forces of darkness through the power of prayer and proclamation and decree and declarations. You need to be writing out fresh new decrees over your family. As for me and my house, I decree it. We will serve the Lord, me, my family, my generations to a thousand generations if the Lord tarries. Start decreeing things. Start writing out what you, I decree that no sickness and disease will come near our house. And this is the house of the Lord. No sickness and disease comes near me. Uh, you know, greater is he that is in us than he that is in the Lord. We are unified, and that place of unity, God's commanding blessing. You know, you need to write out your decrees and begin to start taking the fruit of the promised land that way. Start taking the uh, 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 the harvest of the promised land that way. And so Joshua and the children of Israel, they went through that time, and everything shifted from being on hold and in delay in the wilderness to now a military campaign of occupying and driving out the previous inhabitants of the land. That's what that word possess means. Uh, in the Hebrew, it's the word yaresh, and it means to drive out the previous uh, occupants and inhabitants of the land. In other words, there were squatters in their land of promise. Let me tell you, some there are, there are those out there that are holding wealth that belongs to you. They're holding property that belongs to you. They're holding things that belong to you. They're squatters in your inherited promised land. And God wants you to drive out the, the demonic spirits, drive them out through prayer, and God will begin to release to you what belongs to you, what he promised to you, the promised land. What happened to Joshua and the children of Israel? They continued to go from victory to victory to victory to victory until they possessed every city that God had ordained for them, till they possessed that nation. Let me just tell you, before every breakthrough, there's a battle. Before every possessing of a promise, there's a battle. The bigger the battle, the bigger the breakthrough. The big, bigger the spoils of war. Before every breakthrough, there's an attack of the enemy that, that uh, the enemy thinks is enough to make you give up on your breakthrough. Let me say that again. Before every breakthrough, uh, there's an attack of the enemy that the enemy thinks is enough 
to make you give up on your breakthrough, give up on your vision, give up on your dream, give up on your promise. There's a Gethsemane to try to bring so much pressure on you that you'll give up just like Jesus did. Just like it it, it happened to Jesus, but Jesus didn't give up. But if you'll stand together, if you'll stand together, if you'll come together with your brothers and sisters in Christ, that's what they had to do under Joshua. They had to stand in unity. They had to fight together. Let me just tell you, the church needs to come back together. The enemy is working overtime to keep people online and out of church. And let me tell you, a Gethsemane is coming. And you're going to need people to fight with you. The attack is coming. The the uh, defense of the enemy is there. And we need to understand that together we'll win the victory. Do you remember when Jesus was in Gethsemane? What he said to his disciples? He said, can you tarry with me in prayer for one hour? Can't you just stand with me for one hour? I'm battling this thing on my own. I need some support from my disciples to stand with me and battle with me against these powers of hell. But of course, he was Jesus. (laughs) And so he could handle that by himself. And he sweat drops of blood in Gethsemane, but he overcame the enemy and he won the battle there. He won the victory on the cross in the Garden of Gethsemane. Many of you are just waiting to execute your victory, uh, but you're going to have to, uh, because you've won it in that time of prayer with your brothers and sisters. And I'm telling you, we need to come together like never before. If you'll stand together, and pray, you'll overcome the pressure, and you will prevail. I'm prophetically declaring to you tonight, you are in a new season. You've gone from a season of delay and wandering, uh, a, a time of uh, inspection and circumcision of the heart, a time of rest, a time of, uh, of hearing the rustling of the enemy, uh, to, a, to a season of possessing now. You're in a season that can become a season of victory after victory if you'll begin to come back together as the people of God in unity. That's what's happening right now. Don't let the enemy separate you from your tribe. Uh, Bishop Hammond has said uh, so uh, fantastically for so many years, it's the banana that gets separated from the bunch that gets peeled and eaten. Listen, we need to stay unified. We need to stay together. Don't let the enemy separate you from your tribe. Get back together with your tribe. Get back. Part of your comeback is coming back together in the right alignment that God has for you in the kingdom of God. Coming back to church. Coming back to each other. Uh, Isaiah 28 says, The new wine is found in the cluster of the grapes. The new wine is found in the cluster of the grapes. You cannot have the new wine with just one lone grape at home watching church online. There's no wine made out of one grape. It's in the clustering, not forsaking the assembling of yourselves together. And even the more as you see the last days coming. It is the unified army of the Lord that runs through a troop and leaps over the walls. It takes the cluster of grapes to create the new wine. Your breakthrough is available to you right now, but that doesn't mean no battles. It means you're going to have to fight. You're going to have to fight the good fight of faith. You have to fight for peace. You have to fight for your promised land. 
It means that God is fighting these battles both for you and with you. And we've got to come to a new identity. Amen. Uh, uh, you're not just a wilderness wanderer anymore. No, you're a Canaan conqueror. Joel chapter 3 and verse 10, it says, Now let the weak say, I am strong. I am a warrior. You know, I've taught you before that word strong means I am a warrior. Let the weak say, I am a warrior. I am a warrior. You got to tell yourself every day, I am a warrior. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in this world of God before us. Who can be against us? The, the mighty angel armies uh, of God are fighting on my behalf. The Lord of hosts has gone before me. The breaker has gone before me. He's breaking things wide open for me, and I will walk in victory after victory after victory. See, this is the new season of sudden victory. This is the new season of answered prayer. This is the season of new provision. One puts a thousand to flight. Two will put 10,000 to flight. You've got reinforcements both in the natural and in the spiritual alongside of you right now fighting for your breakthrough, praying in agreement with you right now. God spoke to me two years ago that there was a shaking coming to Washington, D.C., a shaking, and that would, that would represent angels landing on the scene. In fact, I saw a vision of mighty angels falling from the sky, landing on the ground with their sword in hand, ready to fight, and there was a, a, like an earthquake in the spirit, and there was a tumultuous moment, an eruption in the spirit that was coming, and God spoke that to me over two years ago. And here we are. That's what's happening right now. Angels are on the scene, overturning uh, uh, the the lies and the and the demonic curses of the enemy that have been on our land and on the people of God. God's breaking them now. He's heard the prayers of His people. The plans of the enemy will now fail. Sudden victories will become more numerous than, than you ever thought possible. Why? Because the Lion of Judah is roaring throughout the land. Amen? The Lion of Judah. You know, in Africa, there are still lions on the loose in their natural habitat. And as the sun sets at night, you hear these sounds of a lion's roar. And, and then again, you hear another roar, and then you hear this very loud roar, and then still quiet. The first sounds, the first minimal roars are, are that of an old rogue lion who's gotten old and his teeth are all gone. And he roams around like a predator looking for stragglers who didn't stay close to the pride and when he catches one, he pounces on them, holds them with his claws, and the, and the sheer force of his jaws, he gums them to death. The louder roar is the head of the pride, the alpha lion. And he roars with a very loud roar to say, this is my pride, and you will stay away, or I will come and destroy you. Some people need to know that their life of victory and fulfillment of every prophetic promise are in the corporate victory. Stay close. Stay where you're supposed to stay. There are some who are going to get gummed to death by the enemy because they choose to be a straggler. They choose to keep distance. They choose to stay home and watch online when they're fully able to get up and go to church. 
The scripture says that the devil, our adversary, roams about as a roaring lion seeking whom he can devour. That's that rogue lion. When God makes a promise, let me just tell you, he is faithful to fulfill it. He's ready to see you come into your place of fulfillment. All God's promises to you are yes and amen. You know, Hebrews 10.23 says, let us hold fast, hold fast to our profession or decrees of our faith, for he is faithful who promised. He is faithful who promised. In Job 22, verse 28, it says, decree a thing, and it shall be established unto you, and light will shine upon your ways. God will unleash his glory as you begin to decree in prayer what God has promised to you. Apostle Paul told Timothy, wage a good warfare with the prophecies that have gone over you. Keep standing in faith, believing those things. Wage war with that. Believe that in spite of what everything else looks like. And then he goes on to say, but there are some who gave up on that, and they their lives have gone shipwreck. And he lists those who went shipwreck uh, because they quit believing in what God had prophesied over them. See, we are seeing this prophetic instruction bring forth powerful promises now. It is the place of unity, the Bible says in Psalm 133, that God commands the blessings to come forth. So it's time for the church to come together for our great comeback and begin to stand together in unity and watch the power of God begin to bring to pass every promise, every day of every uh, uh, fulfillment of every promise. This is the day of fulfillment. God has spoken so many blessings over you and you need to stop allowing the enemy to delay you. Receive it. Receive your blessing. Re-prophesy it. Decree a thing and watch God bring it to pass. You're about to step into your purpose. You're about to step into your destiny. You're about to step into your inheritance. Amen. Get ready. Everything is realigning. Everything is, is coming into a fresh alignment now for his perfect will to come to pass. Don't believe, believe the lies of the enemy. We no longer walk under the curses. We are not the cursed. We are the blessed. And this is not the end. God is turning everything around in this moment for his people to see his faithfulness again. He's answering your prayers. Listen, God is going to cause greater blessing to come upon you. And that's what the realignment and readjustment and shifting of everything is all about. Amen? Amen. I want to thank all of you who continue to stand with us here at Speak Life. Thank you to all of those who continue to sow seeds uh, into the propagating of the prophetic ministry. I also want to thank those who are, who are, uh, uh, who are standing with us uh, and believing for increase and believing for expansion. It's happening. And as soon as I can say more, I will. But I want you to get ready because God is doing so many new things now. It is a day of breakthrough, and we're not going to miss it. So stay tuned. Amen. More information is coming soon. And uh, one thing I can tell you is we do want to have an online prophets conference and we're wor- working towards that, we're working towards a, a cutting-edge online conference that you can be involved in and receive training, and then, uh, uh, and then ongoing prophetic training classes online. 
because you are called to prophesy. Apostle Paul said in uh, 1 Corinthians 14, 3, you may all prophesy. So you are called to prophesy, and you're, you're supposed to do that with accuracy. Why do you think people who are famous uh, call for a word from me? People who, who are you know, big names, they call because God gives accuracy. If you'll practice the principles in his word, God will release great accuracy. There's many things that I can teach you and equip you with so that you too can know the voice of the Lord and prophesy very accurately and very clearly. Amen. Listen, God is raising up an army of prophetic champions, and you are one of them. We will have more information coming on all of this stuff very soon. Now, if you desire to sow a seed to help us to continue to release the word of the Lord to the nations and equip God's people, there are several ways you can do that. You can text any amount to the number 84321. That's 84321, any amount. And by the way, there's a, 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 a whole back office to that where you can get a, a tax receipt anytime you need it and uh, or an accounting of what you've given it's all right there so text any any amount to the number 84321 uh, you can also click on the links on our website uh, at lifepointchurch.cc or at martylayton.com and some of you prefer to mail in your tax deductible offering uh, you can do that by mailing it to p.o box 1822 that's p.o box 1822 hendersonville tennessee Hendersonville, Tennessee, 37077, 37077. If you're watching this on social media, there's a link in the comments section you can click on, and you can give that way. And again, I want to thank you for standing with us. I promise to always pour out fresh oil and new wine from the Holy Spirit. You know, the new wine and the, and the fresh oil comes from a, a machine called the Gethsemane, by the way. It's the crushing and uh, that releases the new wine and the and the fresh oil. And so, uh, you know, we go through many things, many processes. The Bible says, take the prophets as an example of suffering. We go through many things so that we can pour out the new wine and the fresh oil uh, into your life. And so I want to thank you for standing with us and uh, sowing into that so that we can continue to give you our very best. Amen. I also want to thank today's sponsor of Speak Life, which is Mike Lindell and My Pillow. Let me tell you, he's an amazing man of God, Mike Lindell, and he's fighting on the front lines uh, of this cultural battle for America the Beautiful and the freedoms that we hold dear. So please, if you if you uh, want to purchase products, go to mypillow.com and uh, and use the promo code Marty. And uh, you'll get an incredible discount, the biggest discounts available. Let me just tell you, these products are excellent products. We use many of these products. And uh, remember to use the the promo code MARTY, and you'll receive the deepest discounts available uh, off of your purchase. Let me also say this. It's a great way to support the broadcast uh, speak life and get some products in return and it, you're also supporting the patriotic work of mike lindell and so you can do that at mypillow.com use the promo code marty or if you prefer to call you can call 800-859-2938 that's a dedicated line for our audience that's 800-859-2938 there's incredible specials going on right now they're not going to last forever uh, but remember to use the promo code marty 
uh, so that we get credit for that, and uh, and you can also get some great products in return. And so, I want to thank you again for tuning in to Speak Life. I want to invite you to join us next week for more prophetic ministry. If you enjoyed this and you were blessed by the ministry today, please leave us a five-star review. Please leave us a five-star review. Uh, Follow me on social media. Like me on uh, Facebook and Twitter and Getter and Instagram and YouTube and Rumble and frankspeech.com. Please uh, help us to get the word out, and that's one way it helps. And uh, you just look for at Marty Layton, at Marty Layton, and that's where I'll be uh, on all those social media platforms. You know, you can also watch the show live every Friday at 7 p.m. Central Time on Facebook, on YouTube, on Rumble, and on frankspeech.com. And I want to thank you for telling others about the Speak Life show. It helps us to reach more people uh, with the prophetic ministry and tomorrow's news today. Uh, Please take a second to subscribe to the podcast, the Speak Life podcast. And that podcast is available on iTunes, Spotify, the Charisma Podcast Network, iHeart Podcasts, really anywhere you listen to podcasts, we're going to be there. Uh, Just look for Speak Life with Marty Layton. I want to thank you again. Uh, for being with me today. And remember to keep your spiritual ears and eyes open because God is always communicating. He's always talking. You know, Proverbs 18.21 declares that uh, the tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. So love life and speak life. Remember always to speak life. Amen. God bless you. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Speak Life with Marty Layton. Please help us spread hope and share this podcast with a friend. Join us again as we speak life into our world.